Show me around your fruit cake. Cause I will be your honeybee. Open up your fruit cage. Where the fruit is as sweet as can be. I wanna be your sledgehammer. Why don't you call on my name? You better be the sledgehammer. Put your mind at rest. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, welcome back to the show, man. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for coming back to Toronto for the weekend and stopping by at the podcast here, man. Sledgehammer. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it sounds better when... There's a band behind it. <laughs> I told the guy from Luso. No, no, to I like it better this way. It sounds great. It sounds great as it is, man. Carlito, how are you feeling? Looking at you, I feel fantastic. Whatever, <laughs> right? This is the show that we're doing. This is the show that we're doing right now. So I just want Carlito's lying, by the way. He's not into it anymore. I, I see know, no, he's not, man. It's all fine. It's all. Oh, good. I gotta do some research. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Danny, what do you want to talk about today, man? I don't know. That's your that's your job. That's I my guess. job. But well, well, Carlito, well, Danny's a bricklayer, as I was mentioning just off mic there, from Montreal. So we actually talked a little bit about the mafia last time we talked. Yeah. No. What was it called Did I again? Miss that? Thanks for listening to it, Carlito. <laughs> I appreciate it. I listened to all hundred and ninety of them. He doesn't even know. listen to any of the shows that he's in, man. He's like, I was in that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Oh, no, no, let, what do you want to talk about? You know what? Let's talk about, this is a critical thing. This is an important thing. I want to talk about the next generation. Absolutely. We yeah. have to talk about that. This has been a recurrent theme on a lot of shows recently that a lot of trades are nervous about the older guys getting out and the younger guys coming up. I'm, I'm super nervous about that. And I came across this quote on... Uh, Please share. I'm sure you've heard it a million times or whatever it may be. But it says... Tough times create strong men. Strong men create easy times. Easy times create weak men. Weak men create tough times. Many will not understand, but you have to raise warriors. And I think that like that hit it for me uh, after like the first podcast that we spoke about and seeing how maybe like you know the old school generation is is getting away and that whole thought of of teaching the newer generation about hard work and about how what like really we need to do to advance in the industry is, is very tough. I think that uh, that we're going to have a very big problems in about 20 Are years. Are we going to see major problems? Because a lot of the younger generation doesn't, I don't think that they see it. I, I think we're going to, yeah, definitely. I, I, was I was talking about that. Like, uh, I don't know if like the hard work ethic is going to be around for for much longer. I think it, I think things are going to take much longer to build and much longer to to fix in about like 20 years from now or whatever like that that hard work ethic is i feel like i don't see it as much anymore everyone's like really trying to watch their pace and i don't know i i think that uh when everyone realizes that we're getting paid more than doctors they'll jump on board yeah well okay yes they'll love the money part about it but you still need a certain type of work ethic to yeah. to be able to advance in projects and stuff and i haven't seen that from the younger or it's very rare anyways. Are you are you having a hard time right now getting guys to work for you? This year we hired two new guys and so far like really so good. They really like joined our family very well. But in the past I've tried a bunch of, of young guys and never really worked out, right? Like I was telling Manny in the first podcast, it's like it's cool and bricklaying, whatever. Yeah, I'm a bricklayer. I want to come into work and work hard one day, work hard two days, work hard three days. But then when 
the mental part of it is that you're going to realize that I'm doing this for the next fucking 30 years of my life, you know? It's very tough mentally to, like, be motivated in that job. And, you know, it's hard work is, like, it's tough. So the young kids, like, they want to do it their way, but it's very tough to advance that way, you know what I mean? In that sense where where they're coming out of school, like we're talking about, and they think they know everything already, and they know more than my and dad. And you try. You try to teach them. They don't are they they don't care about listening or I mean we were young we were all young at one point did we, we ever listen did we <laughs> did we did we ever listen to our elders I find that this generation is probably the generation that didn't listen to the elders as much as we did we didn't listen to them too but we still had a hard work we didn't ethic. listen to them but exactly we didn't listen to them but we understood that the way they were trying to teach us was that you have to work hard yeah you know? like that story i was telling you about the guys that did the gyps delivery there that oh i shared it with carlito i told him all about that you know 40 sheets of gyps i need to go into a basement i said we'll give you 100 bucks and bring it downstairs like no i'm worth more than that you know like it's gonna <laughs> what do you mean you're a delivery driver like how, yeah what do you mean you're worth more than that so what's gonna happen like the, i think uh what's name mark from craigmore he's yeah. taking the proper steps in this but what's gonna happen in 20 years like or let's say yeah like when i'm close to my retirement what's what's gonna happen what's it gonna be no one's gonna feel like doing any of these these hard-working jobs do you want someone to take over your business do you want someone to carry on that name or is there someone that's going to carry on that name? It's, it's it's hard to find bricklayers right now, you know. So imagine in ten like years I said, man, now, brick, brick it's not one of the hardest trades. It, I I think so too. Every trade is hard, right? Yeah. And it's I, I don't know. I don't know if 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 there's going to be enough people, or I think we're going to get away from from bricks. I guess at that point, like, and I think in twenty years we're not going to be able to build something that's going to last a hundred years in bricks because there won't be the the quality of work that's that's around anymore, but you, you get know? that argument from a lot of the younger generation especially in today's digital age talking about how modular is going to take a big chunk of the industry i disagree with it i honestly disagree with it i don't like modular i don't think it's uh i don't think it's going to take away the industry i don't think it's going to do what people think it would have done it already they've been working on modular since what the 40s and 50s they were trying to work on that stuff, and it, it never took off. And I think it never took off because custom rentals has an image. It's custom. Yeah, of course. It has a character, right? Yeah. In the end, that's what you, you want to be proud about. It. You want to be proud of what you build, right? Instead of, well, even out here, right? The bricks out here, it's all those panels. That's what they there. are. I know yeah, here. You noticed. I know. It, it, look, it, it looks it, nice, but then you look at it like just for like one second more. Like, ah. You know, <laughs> right? but that's because you're an artisan, right? So you see it, you appreciate oh, you it. I think most people don't see it. Don't I, you guys I, notice it? There's a lot of things no, that I clients see it right don't notice. Right? Yeah, you see it right away, yeah. of course. There's no um, character there. I find this. Is. Well, we're gonna be in trouble because all these Victorian homes that are, they're gonna, they're gonna need lots of attention. There's gonna be lots of tuck pointing ahead. There's gonna be lots of block work. Yeah, there's gonna be lots of hard work to do, and yeah. I feel like we won't have that. Yeah. So when how like what's what's the what's the end goal? Like you hear it from all your trades, I'm sure that it's very tough to find new good people or whatever it is. So what's the end goal now in 2025? We're just gonna make the houses collapse and that's it. Take all the brick out, take everything out, and put up some like paneling or something. What's it gonna be? Well, it's not as bad in Montreal as it is here, but in Toronto, like we we tear everything down and just build something new. Yeah. And a lot of the time, you're building something new with the new materials. You're not even reproducing the old materials. Well, I'm hoping I'm not right, but they're saying AI is going to 
they're going to be bringing a lot of robot work into construction. How? I, I don't see that. If you I've, think, I've been seeing these videos for a long time. If you think about block and brick, these robots, they're just going to make laser lines and they're just going to do their thing over and over and over again. They've already got 3D concrete machines building houses. And it's not a lot of work. I, I don't think that a, a robot would be able to do a masonry job, personally. Unless... unless all the plans are like, t and the build is up to the T, and everything is perfect. I think there's too many, too many different variables in a brick job to get it out of a of a machine. But you got a lot of custom companies that are in Norway, Scandinavian kind of countries are doing some really interesting modular structures, almost to the point where it's all snapped together. But it's that same look. It's that white oak kind of birch look yeah sure if that's a community that's what it's going to be like can you imagine going into a subdivision of any city in north america and every single house is exactly the same except the only difference is that is the number on the house and the cars in the driveway yeah and yeah, i don't think horrible. people want that i mean you might as well be in prison at that point where it's like all the same yeah so i mean sure it might be interesting in europe and other countries like that and smaller and it's more manageable but that's why I don't think that modular is going to work. You've still got too many people with too many different opinions or likes and dislikes. And someone will appreciate the brick. Someone will appreciate something else and on and on and on. And then yeah. that transfers inside the house, too. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why I don't think it's going to go away. The way things are built might be modified. You know I what think I mean? so. And the time it takes to build them is going to be modified. Absolutely. I think that's, that's what it is. How long is it going to take? Could you see those brick facades those brick panels being installed like just hang them like crane them right in and drop them right in place well it's already happening right yeah it's already happening i just think like the here a bit better like we said your your winters are a little less harsh i feel like with the harsh winters that we have or in the colder areas yeah i don't think those that prefab stuff is going to be i don't know i haven't looked at it like really but well, i don't know if it would hold you guys have time. horrible weather yeah like you guys are like winter yeah. all around yeah 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 like, it's, it's it's cold it's cold yeah. you know a lot of movement a lot of uh, i don't know about how solid these well this looks like it's not even just brick i think it's just like a form that they did outside oh, i think it's just form and it's just anchored yeah. it's probably mechanically fastened into place but it's not an actual brick wall i think it's all one with like just yeah. like a form right so I is that the future of homes is that the future of well that like would suck if it is right i there agree would be with like no you. no no character there's no like what I mean at that point, right? Just to make a make them build you the home in the in the shop, and they'll come and bring it with the trailer. And so, what are you it. supposed to do when the workforce that is still doing that work is getting out, and the workforce that's coming up is a fraction of the workforce that's getting out? What are you supposed to do? The moment well, you tell the clients, the, "Well, that's listen, the, that's the question." If you right? want real brick laid for your house, it's going to cost this much, and it's going to be astronomical at that time. I think so too, right? It will, 20 years from now, it'll be astronomical. And well, like we were talking about the first show, I think I'm going to have to go into the more the repairs and the restoration stuff because... You'll have to keep those structures. You'll have to you keep have those. To. Yeah, absolutely. But as for new construction, no way, man. I think it's going to be just too expensive at this point. Right now, the, the areas of the city where you're able to just do a brick facade most people are just doing the brick facade. They're not going to brick all around their no, house. No, they're trying to save more costs. Yeah, right? and then they're doing stucco on the rest or siding, right? Yeah, exactly. So you save that 30, 40 grand easy, you know, with material and labor, which is a big chunk of money. We're already seeing it now, but that's why the we want the suburbs and the we want them to be able to say uh, you have to keep on putting 
brick back the whole house. So, you know, like we said in the area where I work, it's all brick all around. You have to, you have no choice. So we want, I guess, the suburbs and the places, the newer places that want to keep that, that, that structure or else that's what it's going to be. We're going to just tear down everything and put up some siding or whatever it may be or put something that looks like brick out here and, and that's it. But What's interesting is that we get a lot of young people on this show and also a lot of younger people listening to the show. It's only us older guys that are saying this. The younger guys are not seeing this. They don't see that there's going to be a void. Why do you think that? Well, the ones that listen and the ones that are in the business, I'm sure, are, are motivated about it, right? So they're, they're there. They're in it. They're listening to the podcast, and they're working, and they're trying to work hard. And, and They're seeing the optimism. They're seeing, they're seeing yes, us they, passing on the knowledge. Yes, but they're, they're there, and they want to retain it, and they want to learn it. But it's not, there's not a big amount of these people that are that are like that right and in the end like i don't know how many construction workers is there in the toronto area you know it's funny is that i'm wondering if carlito's going to join the podcast <laughs> i'm doing this for the podcast right now what are you doing i'm trying to get the job the safety right now oh you didn't I have mean, that one you don't figure that one out i've already pulled out a fucking dozen <laughs> why you're doing uh, oh, I, i'm doing everything but the os what, okay you, you made me lose my train of thought. I'm trying to figure out. Um, oh, damn, you're fucking, fucking, fucking. You're getting tired, huh, No, buddy? I'm not getting tired. I had a really good thought I wanted to talk about, and I was just, I, I, I lost it, and I was just trying to figure it out where it was going. I was going. asking you how many, like, how many construction workers are there in the workforce now? Oh, this is where I was going with it. There we go. Okay, so I found track. it. Thank you very much. So what I see is that everyone tries to figure out, and they're very complimentary of me going, Holy crap, you run your own business, you're educating other people, you do this podcast, you do social media, when the fuck do you have all this time, right? Obviously that it takes a toll on my personal life too, but I try to juggle everything and I tell myself I have no problem now sharing what I know, the experiences I've gone through, but the moment I say, listen guys, I'm tapped out, construction has been great for me, I'm moving on. I might not be as interested in sharing what I experienced, but yeah. you catch me now in the environment, I will tell you everything I possibly know and can remember to you. Yeah. And so one by one, these guys, these older tradespeople, I think they're going to be in the same boat. They're going to be like, you know what? I'm on site. We're here. We're having a conversation. We're talking. We're building something together. We're a team. We're passionate about the skills we're passionate about the trades we're passionate about the industry i will discuss everything i will pass on the knowledge but the moment i decide i'm ready to hang my hard hat i want to spend time with my family i want to spend time with my loved ones yeah. and i don't really want to be talking construction yeah i think i could see all these older guys doing this exact same thing 100 uh, percent. It's the, it's the it's the passion it's the pride right yes it's, that's what it is it's not i i don't i do you do you feel it in the, in the younger people that you see? I feel like it's it's more of like like uh, getting getting the job, getting the work day in, and getting paid, and that's it. You There's know? a double edge. The younger guys are smarter and hungrier than we were, and they want to make more money. They're smarter for sure because they have different avenues and, and information coming from places that we never had. Yes, we never had those opportunities. We never had podcasts. We never had Google. We never had YouTube all the information. All things, right? They're getting ahead faster than us. But if we had all these when we were growing up, buddy, I don't even want to tell you the end of this all. So Yeah, but we don't know, right? 
we don't I'd know. already be building a space shuttle. Yeah, but no, we don't we don't know that, right? We, or we would be exactly like like they are, right? In the end, right? We're we're able to have the type of skills that we have because well, of the way we learned it, right? In in the in that sense where I don't know, this new generation, it's more that. It's like like I said, people some people come out of school, they think they know more than you do. No, but I I, I really believe that they're lucky they have us in construction. And we were lucky that our parents and our grandparents taught us the way they did. I liked that I was disciplined and my family was aggressive with me and I was in the school of hard knocks. But you're from a different generation. It's, it I know, doesn't exist what anymore, man. This is what we spoke about the yeah. last part. It doesn't exist anymore. And if you do try to teach someone the school of hard knocks, you're going to go to jail, man. You know how your company's going to be all over social that media. Way. You can't yeah. teach them that way anymore, and 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 I I feel like that's the one of the only ways to get that hard work ethic in is like tough love. No 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 break no nothing tough love now and do it fucking now and, and get it done. You know whereas this is why I see and the problem in the future is that is that you know we're raising I don't want to see anything like sensitive soft generation generation of people that like. Everything is like way too much for everyone, you know. And I, like already now, like I tried to like uh, went to grocery shopping. It's just very simple stuff, right? I went to go do some grocery shopping, and I paid the person in cash. It was like three eighty seven, and I gave them uh, for two eighty seven, and I gave them three oh two, so I could get a five dollar bill back. It was like the end of the world for this person. She can figure it out, like uh, you know. <laughs> No, <laughs> he's not kidding. Though. I'm not, uh, you That's know, and this is the simplest part of making espresso. I've been in Toronto. I'm not gonna throw any shots, but I'm gonna throw shots. I haven't had a good espresso in Toronto yet. There's like the person there is just making the coffees, and they're all stressed out about all the things that they're doing. That just as, as simple as giving me change somewhere, or you know, you're an espresso you're right. is getting ridiculous, and it's like the simplest thing in the world. So imagine saying, "Come in, come and build this house, brick this house in, in 15 years now," with with the people learning on the job site that. Uh, no, be careful. Let me put on my mask. Let me put it, you know, be careful. I'm going to do two breaks and then we have to take a break now and then this <laughs> and that, and, you know? Yeah. No, it, you're right. It's uh, I, So I, what's the solution, gentlemen? There's the, it, there's a it's a serious problem where I think that like we don't we don't talk about it like enough, you know, like Craig uh Craig Mark, Mark. from, from yeah. Craigmore and I I listen to his stuff and the guy's brilliant, you know, and I feel like I don't want to I I feel like he's it's a losing battle. You know, it's, it's a an losing, uphill battle. It's, a, it's, a, it's an up, but I th I feel like it's a losing battle because right now, like the younger generation, and uh, like I feel it too, right? I came to the first podcast, I got like 50 new followers, and people like messaging me from all over and whatever. I felt like a little bit of a celebrity, you know, for that 24 hours, 48 hours. I feel, but now like the younger kids, they're all on, they all just want to make that that viral video. That's that. Then after you're not gonna have to work, you know, you're gonna have to be like, you know, your status is how many followers you have on on your social media and there's no way that someone that like like let's say like the 10 year olds from like now 10 11 12 year olds now there's no way that i think any of these 10 or 12 year olds unless they're being brought up in a construction family that like you know like someone like but even like we had spoken last time i don't even want my children to be in construction they right? won't so consider imagine this industry they, they won't. won't consider the industry and it's a very serious problem but i think that we don't speak about but i think like what can you possibly do what's the bigger problem guys them wanting to be the next tiktok star or them wanting to get into construction or not getting into construction i mean what's the bigger problem here because we know that social media is BS. It's bullshit. It's fake. It's... No, but th there's a common sense, and he was saying it. 
I went to Tim Hortons last week, all week, every single day. The girl, I give her $10 to make me a sandwich. And all I ask for is no mayonnaise on it. She's making it and she says, no mayonnaise. She gives me a fucking sandwich with mayonnaise mm. on it. Yeah. I'm like, you're making me feel guilty that I paid $10 and you can't do your job and you're telling me you can't keep up. I don't give a shit about the other customers. One person at a time, get the job knocked off right, don't have any complaints. You know, you know what the worst part is? Is that you're going to give, let's say, we don't because we're, we're nice people and we're not going to give these people shit. We tell off this person, as simple as being in Tim Hortons, but you tell off a person on the job site and someone has their fucking phone out or whatever it is. Someone has their phone, you're telling off this person, you're done. You're done. You're, you're off to the Ministry of Labor of some sort of report, which is total... <laughs> you, well, it's I'm, true. I'm, we're, we I'm, laugh about it. But I'm it's crying, true. really. The laugh is a cry. I, I'm just sorry, but what you talk about and what we've experienced before on job sites is technically against the law. You can't speak to somebody in construction that way. You can't. <laughs> and you'll be reprimanded instead of the person who's actually doing the fuck up. Yeah, and uh, they're just going to be out of work. It's, it's hard for outside people to... Like we're construction guys, and we're talking about it very like organically, and it's hard. But it's hard for outside people to listen to the podcast and, yeah. and understand what we're talking about. That's that's then, and you you have to be aware of that too. But yeah, because they want to send me to sensitivity courses because I'm being honest, and they can't handle the truth. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but, but, but it's my business. I'm the one. Courses. <laughs> this is the, this is the crazy part is I'm the one losing money because they can't do their job right. And I have to, I have to comb their hair and cut their nails and give them a massage and tell them, "Are oh, you think you could finish this job for me without me getting angry at you?" Uh, Fuck off. Yeah, hundred percent. Get out of here. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. And 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 again, like we're talking about, what's what's it going to be? How how are we going to handle this in in in, t in twenty years? Uh, I'm saying twenty years. It's not a long time. Twenty years, but I think it's like I'm I'm thinking I'm going to be like. Almost sixty, maybe fifty-six in twenty years. I'm not gonna want to feel you. You'll be fucking seventy years old. I don't feel like working at sixty. What's it gonna be? You're gonna put your hands up. You're gonna give up. You're gonna say, "Listen, there's nobody to take over my business. There's nobody. I'm gonna. You know what? I've got a nice nest egg. I've saved. I'm comfortable. I stay." That's another problem that has to be addressed as well, too. Is that scientifically speaking? We're going to live until our 80s, mid to eight, you know, 80s, 90s, possibly. Yeah. But we're retiring at 60. So now you have to save for another 30 years. Yeah. The generation that's coming below us, that's coming up, they're going to be living even a little bit longer than us. And yeah. they didn't start off by saving. No, at all. It's, it's very difficult. And they didn't have a work at, And they didn't, not every single one of them became a TikTok star. I know, man. It's it's like, but I think it's society too, and even like the city. Oh, like, there's a lot. Example, there's a lot. I was I was I was telling you, right? The Montreal, all the Montreal underground metro station, the whole thing took four years to build. The whole thing underground. There's still streets, and like I'm sure you guys have it here too. There's right now in Montreal, there's streets that have been in just like constant construction for fucking uh, ten years, right? I'm sure you guys see it here too. Can't stand it, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? The whole subway system, four years, everything, the digging, the fucking railway everything in four years and we have some streets that in montreal that they, they're just never it's just going to be in constant construction so i think the mentality too right you see city workers working there's 10 guys on the job they're punching are, the clock they're, they're, but but i'm saying that's all they're doing the city is hiring people or whatever it may be 
there's 10 guys on the job for a job that maybe takes two or three people to actually two or three people working hard but it's to been tendered do. for 10 guys but it's it's yeah our tax dollars are paying society <laughs> 10 10 guys to do that work but but this is what i'm saying it's 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 the it's the whole horrible wheel that's a right? bigger it's, beast that's a bigger beast you're up against unions you're up against political officials you're up well, against it. budgets whole, that have whole, been approved and when i say that it, that uh, mark is 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 fighting a battle that he's not going to win this is this is what i mean the it's society the will never it'll never change into you know that into you know what man put four guys there and make them fucking work until they finish this job and that's it you know it's not going to be like that ever again <laughs> i think know? that if you were to look at every way that the government runs things and you took those same lessons and applied it to your business how many months before you're bankrupt yeah not long it won't be long not long so we, we try as, as entrepreneurs, we try as business owners, we try to provide and we try to build something and we try to run it as best we possibly can. But then you got your own government wasting money and basically it's always a loss. That's all it is. Yeah, but let's more into the simple terms, right? Find the money thing. We all know it'll be forever. Yeah. But it's more about like the society, the culture of, of it is that we're not teaching anyone like i said in the quote to be warriors or to be hard workers right that's it's not happening anymore nope. that, right no nope. so you the best jobs that you get at construction is working for the city because you're doing nothing all day you know but your, that's your not job. even but th we still have old guys in there and they're still working hard well you know what i have a few stories of people that started working went in from construction to city work and uh, they were working their regular hard work and the guy's like oh man relax you know <laughs> Relax. We all we do it this way or we do it that way. I'm sure there's some people that 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 work really hard, but when it's all set up for you not to work hard, I not not even I would work hard, right? If my only job is to just park the truck with the arrow on it and be there all day, why would I want to? You know. But those are the first guys laid off, and those are the first guys that don't come back. It's a paycheck, man. It's a paycheck, man. I know, but Everyone's it doesn't doing last. It for a paycheck. I know guys in the city, and all those guys, they're all laid off, and all those guys don't get called back. And the guys that are different from those guys that actually keep pushing forward and have the old school uh, outlook, the guys may not like them, but those guys are always working. Yeah. Christmas, when there's COVID, these guys are working still. And those are the guys that don't care about the rest of the 3,000 guys that don't give a shit. But exactly. Well, there's the problem. There's 3,000 that don't give a shit and 100 that do. That's, but I'd rather be part of that 100 that do. I, I would too. Yeah. But you know what? Instead of having the other 3,000, just have another 500 and make them all work hard and try to find yeah. these people that want to work hard instead of having the 3,000 people that don't feel like it, right? No, and, and, and maybe like we'll get a bit more like motivation to go out there and, you know, like give that good paying government job, give it to someone who, who deserves it and not someone who's just there for the paycheck, right? Nobody's scared anymore. They're not scared to lose their job. They're not scared to to have be have anyone scream or yell at them. I remember I was scared, even though not that I was scared of them hurting me, but I was always scared of not being able to produce or keep up or be one of the guys. Now there's no You guys well, I mean, I'm we've saying. all gone through this where your day on jobs on a job site, if you're not productive Let's say you just you're not into it. It's just not a good day for you. And you probably legitimately tell yourself, I worked half that day. I only produced half. 
that's what all these other jobs are doing. They go in on an eight-hour day. They only work half that day, but they're being paid for eight. And they don't care about the other half that hasn't been paid production-wise. No. So well, you haven't moved forward on it. We feel it. If we don't work that other half of that day, we can't move forward. That's the difference between us and them. My guys that lay brick here, the good guys, the old school guys, are laying a thousand bricks a day. The guys that are just getting into it and getting on brick, they got to keep up and at least do 500 a day. If you're yeah. not doing 500 bricks a day, you shouldn't be working in bricks unless you someone's teaching you, you know, how to get faster. Yeah, even a thousand is. You got to do more than that, right? Yeah, I know, but a thousand is like. From what I hear from all my buddies, that's a regular good day. Yeah, for sure. You know, blocks a little bit less, you know, 250, 500 maybe tops with block. And I don't even think that, I might be wrong with that one, right? Well, it depends. It depends the situation too, right? Yeah. It could be right. Could, right. Every corner, window or whatever, it always depends every day. But yeah, for sure. But that, exactly and now we're here we're now you know exactly that's what it is you're you're already expecting you're already it's a good day if they do half the production of what people are used to so again and this is my word and then it gets that. less and less what the f yeah but like it, maybe for me it's not uh, for me it looks like it's a gigantic problem because like when oh, things it's start a big fucking problem. falling it's a big problem it's a big problem, but like there's there's no one even talking about it or doing anything about it, and it's not like uh, like I said, it's it's a battle that's going to be very tough for us to. But to I, win, I, right? I know a lot of tradespeople that are our age, and I think you even said it yourself, and I've said it too. If I had kids, I most likely would not want them to get into construction, and yeah. a lot of the generation that grew up on that hard work, and that's where the quote comes from, is. They want a better job for yeah, their kid. They don't absolutely. want to have those hard, cold, wet, harsh days on a job site. Well, now we've got to look at it. Maybe that, yeah, maybe we should want to have our kids go in there because it'll be so rare. We right might there. also be part of the problem. Well, well, let's talk about something else. There's immigration. When you have these third world countries where guys are working for five bucks a day, they're going to bring a thousand of those guys over here. Well, I think that, I think that's how you're going to save this problem. And Personally, I think that's how it's going to be. But you're not. That's you what we're going to need. We're going to need a new generation of immigrants to come in. And again, like we're talking about on the fir first podcast, be hungry and be motivated and actually like feel like they need to be. But I think the next generation is going to not be realistic because they're going to cut down costs of these guys coming here. How are they going to live here? To do the work. If they're not making good money. Well, if they're coming here and working in construction, doing good work, they're making good money. Well, all I, all I see in immigration right now is they bring immigrants over here. You know, my parents were immigrants. The new immigrants, they're taking away all the, all the good-paying jobs. You know, they're outworking the people that are getting paid good money here. And now the salaries are all dropping. Truck drivers, for example. At one time, you could make 35 to 25 bucks an hour. Good luck now. You're lucky if you're making 20, 15 bucks an hour driving a, a rig. Yeah. That's well, awful. Well, How are you going to have a family and buy a house? Well, well, that's it. I don't, I don't think it's awful. I think that that's what it's, that's what it's going to be, right? Like, I think that we're going to almost, like I said, need that new wave of, of immigrants to come in and, and, and start doing these, these, these tougher jobs like, a, like, a, like our dads did. And, you know, like, like that's, that's how your dad, that's how my dad did it back in the 80s, you know, when they came here. Yeah. That's the influx of immigrants that came in and took those construction positions. 
I don't know how you educate. Like the thing is, you can't go to the younger generation. Even if you had the golden ticket of, listen, this is what you need to do. If you do this for the next 15 years of your life, you'll become a millionaire. This is what you need to do. I think a large percentage of that group of people will not even do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They won't. You're giving them the actual, this is it. They won't do it. No. So you can't go there and tell them, listen, there's such a shortage in construction. There's going to be such high paying positions in construction. The, the same way that Mark laid out in those numbers. It's true. Like I, You're going to get out of school with such a small amount of debt for student loan because of the schooling that you went to. You're going to start at a certain wage when you're 18, 19. Then yeah. you, you're going to get a raise at 20. You're going to get a raise at 21. You're going to continue. You're going to be making 50 grand by the time you hit 30 yeah. easily. And you've yeah. already been working all those years. Yeah. These are insane numbers. But again, they're comparing it to their friends who want to be the TikTok star. Yeah. And they want to hit payday. Go, listen, I'm going to get a million views on all my videos. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to be bringing in 100K per month on TikTok. That's, that's what but that's is, not man. everybody. That's it's not, not everybody, everybody, but it's the majority. Uh, it's the majority. But of they people, believe man, these that. Phones, man. I've been walking in the streets right now, and the, like the like I haven't been to downtown Montreal very often, but I saw it there too in a couple of places and restaurants where I went. And I've been walking in the streets in Toronto, and every corner is someone on their TikTok-ing? phone, like the phones on the floor, and they're doing some sort of fucking <laughs> dance. Or it, it, I don't know. You know where you guys, don't man. see it? You don't it's see it on construction guy. sites. No, but. But more now. Than, it's coming. Than it's coming. Guys are doing I, I caught myself doing it, I, right? I, you catch yourself doing it too. I caught, my, I caught myself doing it too. There's more guys man. now. There's more guys actually doing these videos, right? Yeah. Like, 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 again, like I said, even me, like you saw, I feel it. I told you, I felt it for those 48 hours, man. I felt it. I had my phone in my hand a lot more often. Bing, 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 bing. Bing, 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 bing. Oh, okay. And now I feel like I have to put some more content. All these people are adding me saying, what's up, whatever, you know, and you feel it, you feel it coming, right? But we're already there. We're on the job site. But if someone's not on the job site, they're just doing it because they're walking down the street, right? Then they're not doing anything productive besides trying to do a good TikTok dance. What's the future of construction really going to be like 10 years from now? What was construction 10 years ago? Oh, we wow. were going, man. Ten years ago, we were going. We were, we were eating going. sandwiches and working. Going, that was man. right after the recession. We were going, exactly. So, so we were hungry, right? Because we just came out of a, a mini recession. We were going. We were going. Absolutely. We were hungry. So we were, were hustling. We a were working. A lot of people came into the job force, too. Like, I'm, like I would say ten years ago is a good, uh, like all like my generation of people that decided that they're going to be in construction forever kind of thing. I think that, that was the time we're all... The, the people my age down in the city uh, are like really started going and okay we're gonna open up our own business and, and go I think but in 10 years from now I, I want to say 20 because 10 I feel like very short it's too soon it, it's too soon I was gonna say that uh, all these kids it takes a while for you to find your passion and every kid I believe has a passion they have a love for something that yeah. they just have the ability to take that passion to another level and learn and be a part of it more and they should really embrace if it is construction please by all means because i've seen kids get into what they thought was their dream job get into an office environment or get into a creative field or get into production or whatever and they felt that it was soul-sucking 
but we know that in construction you see something you feel it and at the end of the day you you appreciate what you contributed and what you built yeah, it's not soul sucking it's not soul sucking but is someone really going to be like 16 years old and like and say you know what my passion is i just want i just want to be a plumber man my it, passion it's hard or i just want to i just want to pour cement for you know it's it, I, I wasn't, you weren't there either, no, man. We, no. None of us were there at 16 years no, old, right? But then we have that. We have we have at least the old men behind us pushing us in the ass when we decided. Like, my dad didn't force me to go into construction. But when I decided to go into construction with my dad, my uncles, whatever, it's it's pushing you in the ass to to be the best you can, you can be. Yeah. You, you know, but at this point in time i don't see like i wouldn't even if i was 17 or 16 17 years old right now i wouldn't be saying oh fuck i would love to become a bricklayer you know and and what what mark uh, was talking about was that yeah you want to get these programs into schools and stuff and whatever it may be but it's not going to happen it's not going to happen the moment you, know? you get the tradesperson going up there and talking about trades and then you get somebody else who comes up and talks about cameras or like he said uh you know artificial intelligence uh, that like you know like it's tough it, it, it's tough it's i feel it's going to be tough to convince a 10 12 13 year old that's going into high school that uh you know you gotta focus on this uh focus on uh, on this plumbing trade you know it's it's going to be good for you it's it's tough right well i'll tell you a crazy story i was 13 and i worked at stanley garage doors after school they hired me until I was almost 15 years old. Yeah. And the only reason they fired me was because at 13, they taught me how to drive a forklift. I hired two of my friends to come in after work. So the guys would leave at 5. We would come in at 13. Mm. And we'd be driving forklifts in the shipping house. Mm -hmm. Moving things around for the guys in the morning. the morning. We'd yeah. work for a couple hours, three, four hours we'd work every night. Yeah. We were allowed to work at that age. The reason I got fired was... I let one of the guys use the forklift that the, the foreman didn't let drive that forklift. I was teaching him how to drive it because we were unattended. He smashed it. And we were all fired. Mm -hmm. But we were working a, a real man's job. Yeah. Like, you know, like I remember going there every night. We were driving a forklift that we shouldn't have been. It was different times, different attitudes. You yeah, know? 100%. They, they well, that's what it is. That's the main goal. Of the, uh, the times are different now. It's not the same. You'll never, again, same thing. That'll never happen right now. If we have a shop and we want our 13-year-old kid to come and something, God forbid, something happens. In those days there, something happened. And if you smash something, okay, it's good. Like, God forbid something happens. Now you're done. You're done. The social media and everything, and you're done. And, and you here's, here's another great story that we don't have here. So in, in Croatia, between 16 and 18 years old, you have to serve two years in the army. Still now. I don't know about now. I, I don't have any younger cousins anymore, but okay. all my cousins served in the army. So my father left Croatia at an early age, had me at 16, working at 16, and was already left the country at 16. Mm. A different attitude here. We're talking about people becoming men at 16, fighting in wars at 16, 17, 18. Yeah. These guys are just getting out of college, playing video games and, and on, on, I know, man. on media. I know. That's, I know. They that's have what, no that's idea what, what a real man is. Uh, and yeah. I, I hate saying it. It sounds really awful, but... They honestly don't know what a real man is because yeah, you, you when know, you take like, someone from something hungry and from death, you 
get a different kind of man. Hundred percent. We it's exactly yeah, we what talk. we spoke about in my, in my first podcast. Is, that's what it is. That hunger that we're missing. That and and I don't see it. Then and, and again, the what's the end goal? What's the solution? Like, how can you speak to this generation? How can you and, ask and I them feel to like even that's consider what it is. We this? We don't know what the solution is, but we don't. We're we're not. We can't try to. We can't try to fix it, right? Well, we can, but the problem is, is that. Uh, all the people that are in charge of making the laws are all so sensitive and worried about how people are going to be hurt and how they're going to deal with it. They're more worried about that than the future of everybody. And, that, and that's the problem with 100%. all these stupid laws. Like, teachers should be able to scream at kids in school. I don't think they should be able to abuse them by smacking them. Or I think that if a teacher needs to get their aggression out on somebody that's not listening or creating a problem for the rest of the kids to listen, scream at my kid. But, you know, have a good reason for it. Don't just do it because you're doing it. Yeah. Now they go to jail. They can't, they can't say anything. I know, man. That's, that's, that's the biggest and, problem. And those are the teachers at an early age. This is before they get into high school. So now they're already trained that they can get away with talking to adults however they want. And they can get whatever they want, and they can win the simple little fights. So we're making them too smart, but at the same time, too stupid. Yeah, 100%. If that makes any sense. It does. It does. How do you feel, Manny? I think it's time for... You're tired. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm just waiting. History <laughs> with Manny. We have all these little segments. That's just how it is. I want to ask you guys, when was the very first hammer ever found? It's got to be a caveman year. <laughs> yeah. A rock and a... The same time uh, as the bricklayer. <laughs> Stone piler. <laughs> the use of simple hammers dates to around 3.3 million years ago, according to wow. a 2012 find made by Sonia Harmond and Jason Lewis of Stony Brook University, who, while excavating a, a site near Kenya's Lake Turkana, discovered a very large deposit of various shaped stones, including those used to strike wood, bone, or other objects. Now, who invented the modern-day hammer? You're going to like his name. William J. Hammer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 1881. He, a young 1881? Yeah. 1881. It's not too long ago. Why is it called a hammer? Why? The Old Norse uh, cognate hammer, hammer, meant stone crag in common English place names and suggests an origin, uh, original sense of uh, Germanic words as tool with a stone head. Tool with a stone head. Tool with a stone head. That's what I feel like right now. Tool with a stone head. <laughs> <laughs> and that was History with Manny. I mean, I agree with you guys. Like, there's, there's a big problem coming. Huge problem coming. Well, it's already here. Yeah, that's true. How do we solve it? Well, um, I think the old guys have to extend an olive branch to the young guys. We both have to solve it. No, I, I think it has to go back to, I think it goes back to the parents. They don't have enough time with their children. They're not teaching them the, uh, the ways that they were taught. So they don't have any time for their kids anymore. Um, so they don't have any time for their kids. And then when their kids come home saying somebody's abused them or told them something, they go around screaming and yelling and not trying to figure out the problem and, you know, fixing their kids at an early age. And I think then 
you know, we have we have all the schools pulling all these technical programs away from all the kids. The kids can't cut wood anymore because they get hurt. Kids can't cut metal because they get a piece of metal in their eye. You know, there's no more body shops. There's no more mechanic shops. We, we talk about this whole co-op thing and, you know, the guys are talking about they wish that when they went to college they could have tried this or tried that. If we had these programs in school, they could figure it out way before they even leave school what they want to do. And we could probably get more contractors back if we put more school programs back and took away the liability from the schools. Like, you know, we lost all these programs because too many sensitive kids were hurt that weren't paying attention and there weren't enough teachers in those classrooms to get our next generation going. There's too many sensitive parents. Yeah, I think it starts. I think it's before it starts before the school. I think. I, I think, think it it, there's there's it, it's it's the children are not as active anymore. No, they're in at their bedroom younger, playing video games. I mean, did you guys did you guys age, you know, man, grow up with riding a bike outside and going all the time playing hockey on the streets? Yeah, I was in like forests that. making fires. Yeah, yes. on the beaches making fires. Oh, any minute that we tried to get outside to play soccer, hockey, or oh, whatever, it's different it may be. Digital age, still. There's I, smartphones. So that's where that's where I Netflix think even before the, before the schools, I think the actual like physical activity of children is is much lower right now. So I think that as you're going up older, you think you're gonna feel like it. Think he's gonna feel like it to carry bricks all day. The guy, no, yeah, definitely not. Right. One of my best friend's kids, he loves going to the forest. So whenever he comes down with his kid, we go for a walk up the path, and well. You know, cross trees over the rivers and we'll just do like really cool hiking stuff. Kid loves it. And he tells me that none of his friends are allowed to be out in the forest or out on the street because the parents don't know what's going to happen to them. But did they forget what they had when they were kids? Yeah, for sure. Like they forgot about that. But those same kids are allowed to hop into the back of an Uber? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Well, whatever. Not even not even hop, hop into the back of the Uber. Just be online connected all the time. It's online just as connected, dangerous, exactly. Man. The amount of shit that you see or it's just as dangerous. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it's, uh, I don't know, man. I, I I said it, man. Mark is is fighting a losing battle, unfortunately. But he's gonna have to convince me, man, because I'm on board with him. That's for sure. Things are just gonna crumble. Back We're not to gonna the, have enough people. Back to the immigrants. Yeah. If there are so many immigrants from other countries. Why isn't our government looking at what they're doing to make all these immigrants want to be in construction or in trade-related careers? In our country? No, no, and outside of country. So, like, you're getting all these immigrants coming into our country. They have the skill set. So what are those countries doing that— Well, they have a skill set. I wouldn't say they have our skill set. Their skill set is unsafe, working in bare feet, carrying stuff on their—like, their their mules— like mm-hmm. I've seen third world country work. It's awful. I'm watching like, you know, in Asian countries, guys are wearing suit jackets, barefoot, pouring concrete. Like I don't get it. You know what I mean? There's no safety at all. So they're coming here and, the, you know, they're going to take over a lot of the jobs. But are they are they even ready to even be working here? Yeah, but they, at least they feel like it, man. At least they feel like it. Uh, our when when our dads came, you think they knew what the hell? They, my dad came. He was a, he was a farmer. He was working in the fields. Think he knew what bricklaying was. He didn't. He came and he learned and he worked hard. At least they're gonna have the hard the hard work right. ethic, you know. Where did your dad come from? From Italy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Living living 
he didn't they didn't have their own house right they they lived in the house of the farmer who owned the house and they would work the fields like yeah you know like poverty then right and the same it's the same thing right they came but they decided that like i was saying on the first podcast man there's there was hunger and there was there was you know they needed to work and they need to work hard so that that they could feed their family and i feel like that would be the solution yes i wouldn't i wouldn't say no to a new wave of immigrants coming in and really like maybe like having some sort of program or whatever it is that we take them under our wing and we and we teach them and we show them and I agree. and this is what it is because if we're going to if we're going to depend on on the generation on the 10 and 12 and 13 year olds of, of today we're fucked yeah we're fucked no, but you're you're right. Like a story about my father is he came here to work. He waited until the boat that he came on here left Montreal three miles out into the water, then jumped off the boat and swam to shore. Hmm. Now that's a guy that wanted to work. Yeah. He had sure. to swim to shore in the cold water. Yeah. He hit out, he got a job. And well, that's the rest what it is, is history. Right? That's what it is. It's uh, you need that motivation. You think uh, any kids are going to jump off a boat right now for work? I don't think so. Not unless it's in vertical frame and slow motion, and there's a few filters on. The I'm image. just saying, people are very <laughs> spoiled here, and they don't know what they have. And when they lose it all, they're going to be crying. There's a lot of freedoms that are going to be gone. A lot of great jobs and a so lot of really what do bad we jobs. Do? Like what do we do? Well, we're starting something. We're having a conversation where that goes and how that changes. Like, you know, I was pretty impressed. There was at least three really young guys here today. I was I was impressed. It might not be a hundred guys. It might not be a thousand guys. But having to know that three guys through this podcast have a new attitude and they're trying to prove to the older guys, to themselves and to everyone else around them that they're willing to be a number or a key player for the future that's a start these conversations aren't going to waste it's just we're not going to affect masses we're just going to affect small amounts but if we well, could that, do that's what i'm saying i think we need to figure out a way and as all of us old school construction guys we got to figure out how to affect the masses because we're a big percentage of construction workers do and they I still do career day at high schools I have no idea. I don't know. Well, I was going to say that if they still do career day. But wasn't there always like tradespeople in career day? No, the career day, I guess, is like you, you bring your parent or something. You bring somebody that comes in to talk about what they do for a living. Okay. Yeah. But then there was also the career day where you bring your son to work kind of day. Yeah. Uh, but my point with the career day was you got to find out if they still do that. And then if they do, us tradespeople have to go in there. And paint this positive picture of being a tradesperson, because we're not being given that opportunity. You get the guy who come in as cop, uh, doctor, lawyer, you know everybody else. Hundred percent. I'm sure statistics are that most of these these kids are not going to become cops or doctors or engineers and stuff, right? I'm I'm sure. Yeah. And then, so yeah, definitely we got to be able to like, but like like we said, we got to catch the masses. Like we, we have to, and we have to figure out a way how to do that. And well, we need to glorify construction again. I agree. We need to get that respect back for contractors and construction I, workers. I agree. You know, there's such a bad taste out there. You know, even you just saying, you see city workers. That there's a bad stigma. People just don't have any respect 
for construction anymore across the whole board because it's just too they're too worried about people getting hurt never, they they never had respect for construction no never i'm sorry but they never had a blue collar job was never a respectful job in in the scheme of careers in occupation it was always considered what a fallback job yeah exactly yeah, but you know exactly. when, I, when i was going through school i had all the tech schools like i had all like i was in a tech school I looked forward to, in my teens to becoming a machine mechanic. Like I wanted to work yeah. in, on machinery. The minute that I was ready to start an apprenticeship, I lost that ability to get that because they took all the work from Canada and sent it overseas. Yeah. So all those machine jobs all left. They didn't need to do any machine shops anymore. They didn't need to, to have wood shops here anymore. So much work. Brian Mulroney sent tons and tons of work over to... Taiwan, China, India. We lost all that work yeah. overseas. And then those guys became trillionaires and we're suffering over here now. Well, you're saying we've got to glorify, we to maybe like try to glorify construction in the sense where, uh, like if you ask someone now, let's say like general public, if you ask, I'm sure like it would be like 50-50 of people think that do we deserve our pay or not? Do we deserve the money that oh, we I charge think it's or less. not? I think it's less than 50-50. I think it's far less. Yeah. I, I think that we're paid, they think we're paid f way too much for what, for we, what we give. Yeah? yeah. Wait, wait, that, yeah. wait 10 years from now when they need the brickwork done and a bricklayer comes over and says, it's going to be $150,000 to brick your house. Yeah. Then they're well, going to be like, what the fuck it's gonna just be happened? And it's going to take four months. Because, but then what's yeah. going to happen is that they're going to look at other forms of cladding. You're still going to need someone to apply it. No, but it won't You're be still as expensive need someone to fix as that, it. right? We've seen it in this pandemic. What's increased in this pandemic? Framing was ridiculous with the cost of lumber. So what? ICF and concrete went up. The use of it. Yeah. So it's just a cause and effect. Sure, everyone keeps on talking about how, okay, so 10, 15, 20 years from now, if you think that brick lane is expensive now, wait for another two decades where you're going to be paying double, triple. Yeah. But at that time, 20 years from now, I'm already seeing large format porcelain tiles being used as an exterior, as an exterior cladding. Yeah. 20 years from now, you're going to have another. Like I wasn't joking about off mic, we were talking about... Uh, it's going to be someone, a factory, someone, it might even be Brampton Brick or somebody will figure out a concrete formed panel. It's the front, like, like here. Yeah, with veneer brick on it. Well, that's what it is. That's here. what you want. Go Boom. outside Drop after it in this place. and go and look at it properly. This now, before, that's it's, what it not, is. it's not three times the price. It's actually half the cost because you're not paying for the bricklayer to be on site to lay the brick. But it's a panel. And from a distance, it looks like brick. I know, but you have all these houses. You got Chicago bricks. You got all kinds of different bricks on these different old panels. Victorian houses. Different panels. They're still going to have to be removed. Those bricks are going to have to be salvaged. There's a lot of work there. there There's uh, still a lot of work to be done. It doesn't matter how many panels still you think you're going to put people. up. There's, There's, a lot still, of There's still a lot of hard work to be done, and that's my problem. It's hard work. To be done. You're not going to find a lot of people are going to want to demolish and no. demolish a facade of brick man, and then be there all uh, for a week just breathing dust and and that's the issue. Even if something is breaking or even something is falling apart, I feel like we're not even going to have the labor part of oh, it you won't. to 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 demolish it. You Forget won't. about rebuilding it. Demolish it. Build like are we going to have someone to have? I see it now, right? 
and I see it with myself too, as opposed to my dad or my uncle. They see how to build the scaffold right away, where I where I need to like really stop and say, okay, let me see mm -hmm. what's the right way. Even now, after 15, 16, 17 years that I'm doing it, let me see if I build it this way. Am I going to encounter any problems? That's a skill on its own. So you can yeah. go downtown Montreal and all these houses that are stuck together and balconies and this and that. And just, to, just to build the scaffold will cost you a fortune because there's going to be that company that's going to do it for you. It's going to cost you a fortune just to build the scaffold. <laughs> Forget about finding the people that are going to be aware of how to take it down or take it down properly. It costs a fortune still right now. And we have the guys to put uh, it up. And we have the, guy, well, we have the guys to take it down and, and, and put it up. But like I said, once things are falling in... Once the, the 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 twenty builds in 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 are gonna start falling in twenty thirty and twenty forty, we're gonna we're gonna be in trouble. Personally, I I think it's the hard work. It all comes down to that. It all comes down to the putting your head down and and doing the hard work. I don't. I feel like we need to really get on that. What do you think is the hardest trade? And what do you think is the easiest trade? <laughs> I'm gonna piss off a bunch of. Go people ahead. I, 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 I don't like, even know. I I would say the easiest trade. Would I go as far as saying painters? No, I I um. They're all they're all hard no. in their own way, and they're all easy in their own way if you're set up properly. True. Right? Yeah. But painters. Painters. Painters got a tough job too, man. Like, you're you've got to take the imperfections of the of the trim workers, and you you've got to. I've heard plumbers say that. that it's like taking candy from a baby the amount of money that they make per fixture it's like up to 900 bucks per fixture yeah 500 750 900 how many fixtures you have so average that house a fixture three is considered a toilet yeah so toilet sink, 900 dollars to remove and replace a toilet are you fucking crazy no <laughs> it's not it's 900 dollars to do the rough in on the toilet and install, and install the, the finish finishing, item yeah. Yeah. That's nine hundred dollars. Okay, not to so, replace. To so, replace a toilet is like three fifty to four fifty to replace. A still, toilet. that's <laughs> so that's why it's I'll like do two toilets candy a day. Candy from a baby. I'll do that all day. Two what toilets about, like, a day. Probably like alarm guys. Don't have the easiest trade. I would say the guys that do the alarm system. Home automation guys or yeah, security yeah, stuff like that. Sound system, alarm. <sighs> For and some stuff. weird reason, I don't want to piss them off, but I wouldn't consider them tradespeople. I don't know. I think real estate agents are pretty simple life. They're not trades people. <laughs> They're not people. That's not part of it. No, I'm, I'm going to well, argue I think, that. I think the alarm guys are, are trades people there. I don't know. They're passing wires. They're doing stuff. They're passing wind. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all low <laughs> well, voltage. Well, not anymore, probably. Yeah, it's all low voltage stuff. But but anyways, I would say, like, let's say if we would have to say that, right? They're part of right. construction. So who's the hardest? I think the roofers have a hard, have a hard one, right? The roofers have a hard time. The sun um, and the heat and stuff. You know, I would, I would bring it down to. Uh, I really think it would be between the bricklayers and the tile setters. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that brick, bricklaying I, I outside. I, I didn't want to say it, but it's the bricklayers, right, or the asphalt bricklayers. guys? But uh, no, asphalt's easy. Oh, asphalt's easy. Well, it's Way hot. Too it's easy. hot. It's like, ah, yeah. no, it's a joke. It's a joke. Asphalt's fast. Uh, a rake easy. and a roller, it's nothing. I do, I've done it many times. I really think it's the brick guys. Well, I think it's us in, in the sense where, yes, there's your work, but there's also the scaffolding part of it, it right? You're climbing and... That's and where the bricklayers have the disadvantage over tiling. That yeah, I think exactly. Two hard ones. Yeah. But they're always on their, their hands. You know what? List. I, I got to bring it down to the three. Three. Tile setters, because it's very stressful and to try to make something perfect with 
you know, bad walls, bad floors. We yeah. we all know it's and, it's and tough. And you're on your knees the whole yeah. time. Yeah, right? your back's bent over. Fucking horrible. Also, concrete work's not easy. Um, no. Pouring concrete and troweling, it's tough on your body, man. Yeah. It's exhausting. Absolutely. And brick and block laying is heavy, heavy work. It's heavy work. And it's dry. Your hands become like rocks. The dust in there. The, yeah. the, for me, it's the dust. It's like if you, you're cutting your face it, yeah. Your face is full of dust all day sweating. Because you're cutting? Just in general, right? Mixing cement or just in there's It's dusty. You know, the cement is, is yeah. dirty, you know? I, I think I didn't want to say it, but I guess it would be the bricklayers, right? I've, I've always said it's uh, your bricklayer and the concrete trades. Yeah, roofings are tough, but uh, framing's, framing's enjoyable. Framing like, has some harsh elements sometimes. You're going yeah. into winter and you're framing. Yeah, but it's the only thing that's really heavy is a big I beam. That's like the heaviest thing you're going to be really dealing with. Tiling is tough. Tiling is tough, man. Like, down on your knees, like pounding the tiles, trying to level it, cutting it. It's precision. You still see the tile guys it. are still, they're a bit, the bodies are like the bricklayer guys, all the tile guys, right? They're a bit more like, they're like the, the rougher type of, uh, type of construction we worker. We still you know didn't figure out who's, about. who's the easiest. We said, we said the, I said the alarm. The guys. alarm? But you're I saying, you're saying they're not, they're not tradesmen. So. I you don't know, think that they're trades. So it's got to be. Uh, yeah, you know I, what? It's got to be painting. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, know, like man. basic painting. Like I'm saying, like brush and roller. Spraying is a totally different game. Wall well, spraying seems pretty easy to me too. If you know what you're doing, if everything's Once you prepared, mask it everything. Seems, but yeah, it's not. It seems... Your gun could go wild. Yeah, your... but okay. So what? Your gun could go wild. So the, well, I've I've done a lot of spraying and and. You could lose hours and hours if something goes but, goes wrong. Yes, but it's not like you were saying hard. The hardest trade. It's not physically demanding to have the gun in your hand. Yes, but you know anything is man. The same thing. Like you're gonna up like this with your arm up in the air all day. Your arm's gonna. It's gonna. I, it's I gonna think hurt. wallpaper may be the easiest art, but hard. To yeah. line up technically, to you know the right glue. Okay, but better. now if we're saying that the wallpaper installers are tradespersons, and they are. That's that. the funny thing. They are. It's a, a trade of its own. They are. But it's. They are. Yeah, I get. I guess. I guess. Trade. I mean, it's not a trade. It's in the painting division to me. Yeah. Come on. But painters wouldn't. I think a painter should be doing wallpaper. A wallpaper should be doing painting. You think, think so? I think they go hand in hand. But it's a, is you're saying it's a trade. It's a real trade. Yeah, there it, it is a trade. He actually read it off earlier on. We didn't solve. We didn't offer up any solutions. I guess what we have to do is what go smack the parents and tell them that career in construction has to be an option for your children to consider it when they're at that age in grade ten and they're in their mid teens. We gotta hope that at some point there's some sort of like culture shift where where a lot of the younger children see a future in construction. It's just going to be that. It's going to be right. I They're going to see the, that the, it's the, missing and the money's good. And I, every, I, don't know. I think everybody just wants to be either a video gamer or a rapper or a dancer. Well, yeah, that's what we said. Is You want to be a star, right, on social media or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, but you're also dealing with um, a digital age. Like, I mean, I just saw an interview with Elon Musk talking about how he was asked, is Apple coming out with an electric car? And he just basically, he didn't say yes, but he just said, well, you don't hire X amount of engineers 
without the possibility of a car coming out. So yeah. apparently that's the rumors that Apple's coming up with. So you've got this digital where all these other kids are going to want, well, I want to be a part of that team yeah, digitally. So I want to figure out what's Apple going to figure out when it comes to a vehicle of some sort. I don't okay, but, busting but even making a car, someone's got to build a garage to park the car. Yeah, I agree. So it I doesn't agree. matter how much of an expensive car you have or if it's electric or it can fly, you still got to store it somewhere. So we're getting back to construction again. It all comes back down to building. Unless we're just digging holes in, in walls and collecting rocks to break nuts to eat. Here's the other question. Which trade is losing the most of the workforce and not replenishing it with new workforce? I would say bricklayers. Bricklayer. Yeah, it's got to be us. Sir. It's got to be bricklaying. has to be. It's, it's got to be us. It's got to be us. And, uh, and my, my friend lays bricks, and he complains all the time he can't find anyone. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's for everybody, right? But I guess, again, like I said, bricklaying, again, it's the same thing, is that you really need to like have... like. A work ethic, man. You, you know, do. Yeah, you really you have do. to have a serious work ethic if you want to go into this. And I don't see anybody uh, saying that, like, you know, I want to be a bricklayer. You know, and it's a, uh, it, that's what it is. Like you said, your friend can't find any guys because it's very tough to convince someone that they're going to want to do that for the rest of their life, man. You know What's what I mean? your old man saying about the industry? The thing is, my old man doesn't say much, you know. My my old <laughs> man, he, he doesn't he doesn't say much, and he's like one of those old school guys that he's working every day. And what's he saying? I tell him he's gonna have to stay with me for like for the rest of his life, whatever. I don't care. You're staying with me forever. Him, his biggest like, you know, his biggest worry, I would say, on the job site is that is that he sees that it's not as rock and roll as what it was back in the day when when they started right it's everything is like more with us too yes we have a nice team we work well together but with us too it's not really like push like let's kill ourselves kind of kind of job you know where we have some sort of limit where i know that these guys and my uncles back in the day it was work get the job done we have to get this job done it's got to get done as fast as possible that's that's how we're going to make our pay that's how we're going to eat that's how we're going to pay our bills so i think what he's saying about the future is that he doesn't see that without saying it right because like i said he doesn't really talk much he doesn't see that drive and i'm sure he doesn't i'm sure he sees it in me a little bit but i'm sure he doesn't see it as as much in me than he saw in himself yeah where no that true. drive is even for me i, I can i can see it that I didn't suffer as much as my, my dad did, right? I don't know if I would have the same drive that I do now if I had to do what my dad had to do. You, you know what I mean? So the next people coming along, it's the same It's the same thing. You can see that the drive is the drive that's, that, that, that's not there, that it's hard to convince someone to have, you know? Maybe we got to ship all the kids from here to other countries. Well, it's funny you say that because my parents sent me back to Europe every single year for two months. I, I told you, I had to work on the farm the whole time from 6 in the morning till 12 at lunch. I was just working, doing whatever I had to do to keep my keep. And at 12, I got to go to the beach. And if I was at all the farming was done, I could even take the tractor to the beach to meet my cousins. I remember, where are you going to send them? Where are you going to send them? There's no, there, there's no like proper solution. It, it, 
where can you possibly send them? We're gonna send them to Italy. If we send the kids to Italy here, they're gonna oh, come back lazier like, than than the. Why you think Ghana? You think Italy's changed? Oh yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> another, that's have what, you been we'll, back home lately? We'll do another podcast another time. We'll talk about that. I'm sure. I'm sure Portugal is, is the same. It's the same it's way. work there. You, it's a work. Uh, uh, there's still farming going on there. There's still like, yeah. like everybody. It's uh, it's very similar to Croatia. It's just you know they produce cooler people. That's all it is. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! Look at him. Look how he's sitting all comfortable. Huh? With his he's red ready docks. for bed. That's his what it red, is. The red docks. He's, Long re- time I don't see he's ready yeah. for bed. You cherries. got red docks. You got red docks. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, these are real cherries, baby. <laughs> how do we solve this problem? I feel for you, Danny. Honestly, I feel for you, man, because every bricklayer I know has this problem. Maybe it's time to bring some people from back home over. You can't. Right now, you can't. For two years, you couldn't. You can't. You still can't. Well, you can't. Well, in the sense where, yeah, we can't even bring... I can't really bring people from back home or from anywhere else because in the workforce itself, there's still people that are from Montreal that are unemployed or in construction that they're going to get they're gonna have to get hired before I hire anyone from. Oh, so that's a. Pl- I was talking about the pandemic where you can't. They won't. Oh yeah. Be able to- no, Are this you is union? just that's it. Yeah, of course, of course. So before I'm able to hire anyone that doesn't is not a citizen, and I gotta make sure that there's really nobody that wants to work in Brickling from. Are, are from you having there. Are you having a hard time with the guys out there? It's different for me. It's different for me. Like it's my dad, my uncle, me. Michael's been working with us forever. And another two new guys. So right now, no, I'm not having a hard, hard time. But once my dad and my uncle go, in a hundred years from now, hopefully, that's when the hard time is going to be. You know what I mean? My dad is still in the corner, on one side, and my uncle is still in the corner on the other side, or whatever it may be. That, that I'm, I got to replace those two guys. It's going to be tough. Hundred percent, it's going to be tough. How long will it take someone to get out of school, get on the job site? And be able to produce as much as my dad or as my uncle will take. It'll take forever, F- literally forever. Won't take won't take two years or three years, five years, six years, seven years, maybe to be able to produce in that. And, and and that's what is fine. Okay, I'll be patient. Give me, I'll give you the seven, eight, ten years. But then we're twenty years down the road, and there's companies that are younger than mine that are going to be even in worse shape than I am. I was at a friend's place doing some work and. Uh they had to uh, they had to find some employees, and they said that they had to go back into their archives of guys that used to work for them that retired. They had yeah. to call back the guys that were in retirement to come back to work. Those guys came back and they're retired, and they're depending on guys that are seniors now to keep their business going. Well, dude, you're talking to one. I'm depending on my dad and my uncle. They're seniors. That you know. Yes, we have we have other people, and Mike is incredible. But I'm one of those guys, and that's that's why I'm worried. That that's what it is. That's what it is, and that's guys like us. We won't. They won't exist anymore. Well, I, I hope we're. I hope we're all wrong. But we're not. I'm oh, sorry. T- but too many. Of, too many of us are talking about it to be wrong. The younger generation isn't talking about it though. Well, they they. Though, I mean, the younger generation that is in the trades, they're not talking about it. I agree. Not the way, not the way that us older guys are talking about it. They're not. 
Well, because they don't see it, right? They, no. They, they, they won't, they, and they don't see it right now, and they don't, like, maybe it, it's closer for us. It's more real for us than it is for, for, for them right now. But the ones that are motivated, like I said, the ones that are motivated and that do, that are in the trades now, it, there's got to be some sort of change. And like you said, we got to try to change the guard and, and talk to them and, you know, extend the olive branch, like like you said, you know. Maybe we need to start hiring prisons, all the guys that are in prison. How do you hire somebody that's in solitary? <laughs> we'll start that. some work release program. Like yeah, we'll start <laughs> some program. <laughs> <laughs> and what? And then all of a sudden they do a shit job and you yell at them and they're going to turn around and shank you? <laughs> no. I'm, sorry, I'm starting to think you should have had that shot of grapple with us. Prisons, well, anyways, man. you guys are you guys. Congratulations, by the way. I didn't say anything. Congratulations, oh, no, thanks, man. man. Fucking, it's great what you're doing. And this uh, is it. Is it ever? Was it ever done? Twenty four hours I don't straight think up. So podcast? you know anybody who's done twenty four hours of podcasting well, straight? Uh, I did. We haven't finished any. <laughs> I know, but we, we're still. Actually, you know what? It's okay. We're, we're like you're eight, almost there. Eight you're hours like, away, man. Yeah, you're we not. We did. Too, we did a very long day. For me, it was twenty nine. But I think you were up for. Uh, a good 16. I know, but we only recorded uh, six or seven no, but shows. We still had to walk around, carry all the yeah, equipment. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys, but I'm saying like an event like this. No. I don't think. No. No, I don't think. I don't more know. people, again, it's, it's, it's well, more I, people's going to. But we're just crazy, man. We're just I really think we should have a DJ out there DJing <laughs> and some dancers out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they would be tired too. The DJs would be tired. Oh, man, I got to stop. Yeah, well, that's what it is. But uh, congratulations, and uh, Thanks, like I man. said, man, it's a cool thing that you're doing, and I'm happy to be part of it. And I'm happy that uh, that, I, like I told you, I felt like a celebrity for like 48 <laughs> hours after I was on your <laughs> podcast. I had people uh, adding me from all over. I got a guy from California. Who's the guy from California? Joe Roselli. Is oh. it Joe Roselli? No, no, no. I know you're talking about. It's uh, I'm trying to the welder. He's a welder. Yes. Uh, I'm trying Benjamin. Yes. Yeah, Benjamin. He's a good then kid. The guys from Pound, uh, Pound for Pound there. Uh, oh, Pound for Pound is up BC. Yeah. Tim. Tim yeah, and I the boys. Yeah, I was talking with him. Yeah, yeah they're, they're dealing with snow right now. Yeah, I know. I saw. Lots of like, snow in BC. God bless them. What? God bless them. Now yeah. it's snow? Yeah, They're yeah. timber framing and, and all kinds of snow and they're shoveling. So floods, snow. BC's not a place to be at, man, right now. Wow. So... Yeah, no, there's good guys yeah. all the way around. That's amazing, uh, man. Uh, I connected uh, with so many amazing people and I got so much... Good feedback and stuff. It was great. Uh, we had lots of compliments. The guys come in here for the first time. We've had a lot of young guys here come in for the first time on the show. And they found us. They just found and started listening to it. And they they, they, go, they, uh, they related to us. We had a lot of guys. I've sent him messages over and over. You know, I did a search on Spotify and I found you guys. I just typed in construction and we came up and they there started listening. And they're like, finally, a podcast of guys talking the way we all talk on the job site. Yeah. That's all it is. We don't yeah. sugarcoat shit. We're upset. Well, there was, there was, there was a questionable comment that was said on the last podcast about beards, and gen- <laughs> and genitalia. <laughs> well, and hiring prisoners. <laughs> we need construction workers so bad. Hey, listen, Look, you killed a few people. <laughs> But we need a bricklayer. Please, can you can you come in and, and help me? Please, thank you. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you a story. So my my grandmother lives in in a in a place called Rijeka in, in Croatia, close to close to Slovenia, which is close to Italy, Trieste there, and uh, it's up on the mountain. So 
my uh, my grandmother's <laughs> like, go go play, go play. So across the street, there's a a family building a house, and I always played with the kids every summer. I I show up, you know, I show up back to Croatia, and I first thing I do when I go to my grandmother's house after you know we we settle in, is I run across the street, and I see a fucking dude. He looks like Conan. And I'm like, holy fuck, this dude's who's this guy? So I come on, I visit my friend, and he comes out, and his mom comes out, and, and you know, I'm complimenting the guy. I'm like, you look like Conan, like Arnold. And uh, he's laughing, and then I'm like, who's the guy there? And they're like, oh, well, there's a prisoner program. All the guys that are in prison were breaking rock for the prison. When they get out, this is their job. <laughs> so instead of getting a you know, machine with a jackhammer, they do it the old school way. Big mallet, smashing the rocks, breaking them. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, prisoners could work out <laughs> really good. <laughs> you yeah. take they them need on. jobs. Well, you that, take that, them that, on. That, that should be like really the final resort. I think. I think like I, we got to try. I to have friends people. that came out of jail. They can't get jobs. This is perfect <laughs> for them. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of. A lot I'm pretty of sure there's a reason. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I think. Let's say the three solutions that we spoke about. Right. It would be. I think we have to have an influx of, of immigrants, immigrants like our like our dads, yeah. like our generation. I agree. About the, the right immigrants. immigrants. One. The right. Whatever it may be. There's, there's no right or wrong. I think whoever has that work ethic is good. I know. But Number two is make our kids. Or make our kids be more active. I That's think is, paramount. Is is, is I think not is so paramount. sensitive. But yeah, not so sensitive and not like just be more active. Like be have like a lot more physical activity and have like you know like I think like starting with like even let's say you put your kids in sports and like let's let's eliminate the participation trophies and oh. we're working and oh, we're, i hate those i know i understand that's trophies. again that's another discussion yeah. for another day but like eliminate that and be rewarded because you were the best or you were the hardest working or the fastest runner or whatever it is i guess i think that would be another start to a solution i would think yeah you know and, i agree and number three what what mark is doing i think is is great it's just a matter of trying to really reach out to the masses right and that's about it. There's nothing else we can do. Man. I, n- I never did trust politicians, so I don't know if that's <laughs> going to go anywhere. Well, we have to tr- we have it's to hope. Talk, we hope th- talk, yeah, talk. I know, but you know what? If they see someone like uh, like Mark that's that motivated, I think they should maybe, like you said, extend the olive branch and make and him go it. with it. And, and, and that's at it. least, at least, man, right? Because he's much, he's much better than I am. I'm just talking about it and trying to throw out like ideas, but he's actually doing it and trying to i also think that all the trades people that are on social media they should pull back on the ego posts and just the flashy bullshit filter social media posts and focus on presenting the passion presenting the reasons why you're in this industry why you love this industry what you want to do about this industry why you don't want to give it up and then let that be inspirational to the next generation going i want to be a part of that industry let's hope let's hope let's really hope for sure and if not so everything will fall and collapse if not we hire prisoners if not we hire prisoners (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) and we'll bring them here with the electric space shuttle If not, Apple will eventually figure out how to fix oh, all these they'll problems. Do something, man. Like we're we're we're, we're a tough Why industry. Why don't you Google it just for a joke? Google how we can fix this problem. 
No, you but won't. I think you're not going to get anything. The people that listen to the podcast, which is how many people do you have now? You have a lot, right? Thousands. How much? Like it's not, it depends on the show. Like it goes depends on the country. Like, it goes yeah, it goes up as high as five thousand per show. It goes as low as like two thousand yeah, per show. You know, that's a big amount of people. Yeah. I think that these people. Will, all together, us as a community, like you said, you're one of the biggest podcasts in construction, if not the biggest. I think us is that that this movement has to start with with us just talking more about it, you know, and and like talking to people and talking to young people about it. About but it this too. is like concrete, like this show. You get a lot of like uh, you got to be impressed, honestly, Carlito. A lot. I think every younger tradesperson that's been on this show or has sent messages of positivity about this show they're the rarity like they're not the norm like today, well that's it well these these people got to talk to their friends and their people that's, that how, you, that's that, how you start it that's how it starts yeah. you know and really try like take an actual really like stand and say i'm gonna fucking find at least like one or two younger people that i'm gonna take under my wing and and and, and teach them and hopefully eventually because it's we tend to we tend to get fed up of it, right? So yeah. we get one guy, two guys. Oh, no good, no good. Okay, forget about it. I'm not. But at least us, for us, for our generation, maybe our goal should be that we got to make it a goal within the next five years. We're gonna hire at least two young guys that are motivated and teach them. And if they go out on their own, well, at least we did our part in that sense, right? Because that's eventually gonna happen, right? They're yeah. gonna want to go out on their own. But at least we did our part in that sense where we have found at least two or three guys that are gonna, you know, because if if we don't then if we're just all gonna say like oh fuck man this if we're just gonna keep that's this the one whole, thing that like, we can't we can't do that we can't do keep this whole vibe about no, whatever like young people they suck and this and that we can't keep that because then after we're just being miserable people and not trying to like find the solution you know we gotta really like start something and i'm happy i found some guys already you know the the, the younger guys that i have now already that are, are are willing to learn and understand but we gotta really really like get together as a the construction community and try to really you know find those two or three or four new guys that are special you well know? i'll i will volunteer myself earning two hundred fifty thousand to take five people away <laughs> to teach them everything <laughs> yeah i would volunteer myself for two hundred fifty thousand. i'll do a lot of things <laughs> Do a lot of things. I'm looking for a government sponsorship. <laughs> there, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Is there anything else you want to chat? I gotta go get the door. I gotta okay. Get, let me get to the next guy. Leave it for now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Leave it for now and come oh, back. Wait, that's right. Carlito, it's Green Book Talk. No. Oh, it's Green. Wait, Book wait I thought talk. you did Green Book Talk. No, no, you didn't. No. Green Book Talk with me. I yes. don't even. I don't even know what the Green Book is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know us bricklayers. We're cowboys, right? Oh, this, this is all fun. <laughs> we try to make it as fun as possible. Nothing, nothing should be, nothing should be uh, difficult and and frustrating. So we should all have fun across the board. Well, you guys are doing good, man. You're almost there. You're almost there. Another eight hours. That's all. And then I'll, I hope I don't. I'm gonna have to stay up all day, so it doesn't screw up my my sleeping pattern. You work on Monday. I was supposed to work tomorrow, but it's raining. Tomorrow is Sunday. Yeah. Oh no! Tomorrow is Monday. Like today, this morning, I was supposed to work. I was supposed to finish a deck. Okay. But that deck got canceled. It's starting to rain now. The elements. It's green, All right. It's green so book time. This question is for you. I don't know. I'm telling you now. I don't know the answer. But you, you, you'll, you'll know it. Uh, uh, <laughs> worker failing to wear a protective eyewear. What do you think the first fine would be? 
Oh, well, this is this where I don't know, like fifteen hundred bucks. Manny, two fifty. Two fifty for the winner <laughs> that's yeah, heard this five times. Because it. it's only heard, worth two, an eye is only I worth two fifty. Huh? That one before. No, that's the first fine. I that's heard the first that fine. one so, before. So basically, an uh, inspector walks on the job site and he asks you to put your glasses on. You don't. He'll give you a two hundred fifty dollar fine. Yeah, the green book. We got to wrap this one up. A uh, little message out here. Uh, thanks so much for Venture X uh, Oakville for ta- letting us make this our home away from home. We pretty much have moved into this boardroom, uh, which has been great. So you can find 64 private offices here, three board, uh, boardrooms, and a beautiful cafe and lounge space, which we've been using. Venture X Oakville can be your work near home solution when working from home is no longer an option. Really, really nice place, man. It's a great <laughs> and free balloons. <laughs> no, no, the place There's is no, really nice out there. In no, it's too, great. Man. It's Beautiful. a great space, man. Yeah. Okay, so Danny, we got to get out of here. Yeah. Okay. Thank God. Thanks so much, <laughs> man. <laughs> Carlito, like, I would. I would. I don't have your deets, man. What, what's the Instagram? Just Danny Dosca. Danny Dosca. Danny Dosca, right? Instagram. Yeah. And why is the email bouncing back? I don't know. I sent it to you. You got it. I right? know. I got. I don't know why that was going. I don't know what it is, man. But thanks so much, Danny, for Thank coming you back guys, to Toronto, man. man. No problem. Thanks for having me. That's it. You're done. <laughs> Get us out of here. Montreal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>